I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and you're welcome to the Game on Sunday podcast. And we're going to discuss, of course, all that's happening in Gaelic games and indeed hasn't there been plenty over the last week or so. That's Milan and Tomás Mulcahy here with me as usual. Now, Tomás, we're going to talk hurling in a little while, but first of all, Pat, let's reflect on last weekend's All-Ireland uh, football semi-finals. Results, I guess, as predicted... But both matches a hell of a lot closer than we thought. Not only one, both matches a hell of a lot closer than we thought, but Michael, two outstanding football matches. Uh, the, the Saturday game between Dublin and Mana was absolutely outstanding and followed by an even better game, uh, Kerry uh, against Derry, which by, in my opinion, the best game of the year. But you know what we saw, Michael, uh, and, and we've been very critical of the of of the type of game we're watching unfold in Gaelic football, we are very critical and rightly so of 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 the coaching of Gaelic football. Safety first, possession, defences dominating, uh, and last sun last Sunday and last Saturday, we we saw four teams who set out to try to win the game, and you know I I think we I quoted Conor Glass two weeks ago. And Conor Glass was asked, what's the difference between Derry of last year and his Derry team of this year? And he said his Derry team of last year were going out trying not to lose, whereas this year they were going out trying to win. And what we saw at the weekend from Monaghan and from Derry was two teams who decided, we're going to have a crack. We're going to try to play football. We're going to try to play attacking football. Uh, We're going to try to win the game by not focusing on sitting back, by not trying to get model victories, by not making yourself hard to beat. And what we saw then with four teams, there is the point I'm trying to make is that there is nothing wrong with the rules of Gaelic football or the game of Gaelic football if the four teams, if teams have the right attitude. And what we saw last weekend was four counties with the right attitude trying to win the game 
by outscoring the opposition. And that's what we, why we got two great spectacles, Michael. My, uh, Pat, is, Pat. Yeah, sorry, Michael. Could I just ask Pat then, Pat, on that basis, right? Why doesn't that happen all year? Because, 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 because fear, safety first, and defences are dominating the mindset of coaches. And I've said it a million times, Tomas, the game yeah. of Gaelic football, the game of Gaelic football, the coaching of Gaelic football has been infiltrated by a lot of bluffers and spoofers and what I call snake oil salesmen who are, are peddling a dubious product. But of course, my why they're doing it is that type of football is a very easy type of football to coach, defending, getting players back in number, keeping getting 15 fellas back behind the ball, getting 15 fellas back behind the 45, passing to the fella standing alongside you where possession is king, not not get taking the ball into contact. It's very easy to defend. And that's what we have. And and, and when it comes to coaching uh, of Gaelic football, it's it's the, it's the herd mentality. Uh, we follow whatever they're all doing. And, and, and sadly, there are, that's why we have too many spectacles which are absolutely awful to watch. So last week, hands up to... Derry to Manon, who decided, hey, we're, go- we're in an all Ireland semi-final. Let's go for it. And I mean, you, you contrast that, Tomás, with, say, Sid Cox's attitude uh, in, in the quarterfinal, where it was yeah. about setting up, with the, it was about getting their defence set up and keeping possession, playing safety for cautious football. And guess what happened? They lost the game. So last week, isn't it better to go out? Uh, isn't it better to go out uh, having died in your boots, having had a go? rather than say, ah, oh, Jesus, great, we kept the score down and we gained a model victory of sorts. And that's what uh, the Delhi manager and Benny Quarry of Manon didn't want, Nick. They wanted, they came to Crop Park last week trying to win the game and hats up to them. Uh, and hopefully, the pity about it was that, you know, if Manon and Derry won the games, we could have had a, a revolution in the coaching of Gaelic football where people say, oh, Jesus, this is the way to win the game by actually taking the taking the opposition on on your own terms and playing attacking football. So look, it was a it yeah. was a great weekend for Gaelic football. But the question is, Pat, with Monaghan and Derry, could they have actually won those games? Because if you look at Monaghan, for example, the scores were level with ten minutes left, and then they were outscored one five to a point in the past ten minutes. Uh, it, it's it's a fair point, Michael. And 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 what you saw, there was three key differences uh, uh, in that last ten minutes and the last two minutes with both teams. First of all, with Dublin and Kerry, you saw bench impact. So Dublin were able to bring on Kieran Kilkenny, Dean Rock, and Jack McCaffrey. The latter two scored one goal and two points. So they had quality to come off the bench. Kerry. Brought on Stephen O'Brien, who probably was the was the catalyst and change in the game. Also, they had Bruno Begley and Tony Braston and Mial Burns, who brought a lot of energy. So bench impact is one. Number two, what should never be underestimated is the strength and conditioning of the Kerrys and Dublins. They are on a level. And we saw it the week before in the hurling with Limerick, whose strength and conditioning yeah. just overpowered Galway in the end. Yeah. That strength and conditioning was in evidence last week in the final quarter with Kerry and Dublin. But number three, I mean, the final quarter, you you looked at the final quarter, and there is no doubt about it, the stats for the final quarter were amazing. So you look at the dubs. The dubs were poor for three quarters. I mean, but at the same time, they had only 34% possession in the first half, Michael. 34% possession. Mm. And they were still leading by a point and a half time. But 
the last quarter, oh, God save us, the last quarter, when they had that high press, when they bring that high tempo, when they they just strangled Monon. And like you said, you caught a 1-5 to 1.5. I was looking at Monon's stats in the last week. They had eight, and they were tiring. Eight shots of goal, they only got three scores. But the revealing statistic in that last quarter, when Dublin went up a gear, they forced Monon into eight turnovers. And out of those eight turnovers, Dublin got one goal and four points. And it was no different in the Kerry game. When Kerry, when Kerry got level, and in the last five minutes, they abandoned sweepers, they abandoned fucking, they went for a press. They went for a full press on Orton Lynch's kickouts. They went for the juggler, and they outscored. I mean, they outscored. They got five pints on the trot in those closing stages. The only score the man in, uh, that Derry got was that pint with the last kick of the game. So, uh, at the end of the day, yes, they had chances. Did they beat, like someone said to me, uh, Derry, the best team lost. The best team for 60 minutes lost. The best team for 70, over 70 minutes still won the game. So, uh, look, semifinals and Tomas Lohr, like, semifinals are not about performances. Semi-finals are about winning. Uh, semi-finals are an awesome place because especially with being raging hot favourites, you're expected to win. You're expected to win easy. And, and you know, in a way, it's the perfect scenario because both Dublin and Kerry, they, they won without playing well. The two managers, Desi and, and Jack, will have plenty to work on in training over the two weeks. And it's a lovely way to go into a final with what to do, having played poorly and knowing, well, we won thing badly. If we can get these things right, well, we've got to hit, hit top bomb on the day. So. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll tell you this, but uh, I know next week we'll be talking in detail, but it's going to be one hell of an intriguing All-Ireland final. You have the two best teams in the country, but you have two teams who are so evenly matched. Yes, yeah. There's no question. Just to, you mentioned a second ago there, that last point uh, in the, the Derry-Kerry match that uh, that Derry kicked. Shane McGuigan. Was, yeah. Was that a mistake by McGuigan? Because everybody was watching the match and saying, lob it into the square and just see what happens. And and he kicked it over the bar. And I'm just wondering. Uh, I, 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 I genuinely think, Michael, that he was actually going to lob it into the square and just overstruck it. But, you yeah, know, yeah. like, do you know, last week we said, uh, and this is a very simplistic thing about Gaelic football, is that the team who scores, and then that's one thing, the team who scores most did win the, the game. No, it's actually it's it's shock horror. So if you can have more, if you can have an attacking plan, and if you can have 
better forwards than the opposition, your chances of winning the game are quite high. And and if you can remember last week, we talked about uh, the matches and we said, well, at the end of the day, the reason why Kerry were going to beat Derry was Kerry had probably superior forwards than Derry. And while Derry's forward display, oh geez, Derry's forward display in the first half was absolutely superb. But uh, it must be said, uh, like they had, they scored 111 in the first half, 75% success rate. That's amazing. Like they had 20 attacks, 20 attacks. They got off 16 shots. But that's, while that is a reflection of how good Derry were, it's also a reflection of how poor Kerry were in the first half. Because if you have 20 attacks, if the opposition have 20 attacks and can have 16 shots, that means there's no intensity, there's no pressure from the defenders. But at the end of the day, when you look at the second half, when you look at the second half, and there was three reasons I said that Derry wouldn't win the game. One, their lack of forward power, that they didn't have sufficient. In the second half, Derry's forwards got one point from play. Shane McGuigan, their star forward, didn't even have a shot from play. But you know, we talked about Croke Park. And and there's no doubt about it. We talked about strength and conditioning. And Croke Park is a kicking pitch. It's for kicking. Because it's such a big, fast pitch. But, you know, it's a kicking pitch. And there was a very interesting statistic. Uh, outside of kicking a goal, Derry, Derry had 24 kick passes in the game. 24 kick passes. That means most of the time it was a running game. On the other hand, Kerry had over three times that. They had 77 kick passes, which meant if you're doing more kicking, you're saving less energy. And it's one of the reasons why at the end that Kerry were finishing stronger because they hadn't used up as much energy in this running game. Pat, can I, Pat, can I just ask you there in terms of, uh, I mean, I watched the game, just just, just two maybe talking points that I, I, I saw in the game was the, 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 the point scored by the Kerry goalkeeper after the challenge on Young McGuigan. Yeah. Did you think that was a free, the opposite mm. way? Uh, I, I'll tell you this now. I've seen those challenges and I've seen them give either way. I'm not trying to get yeah, smart no, with no, that. No, no, because, no, no, no but, but I will say this though. I will say this. I, I, while I, I'm not sure about that one. He did yeah. turn his body to protect himself. But, but, but he knew McGuigan was there. I'm not sure about that one. But one thing I am sure about, I remember the vital score, the vital three that put Kerry into the lead when Stephen O'Brien was fouled, right? And yes. I wrote down in my notes, soft three. And I know in my heart and soul, when I write soft three, that means <laughs> Jesus, that's, it, it's not a free at all. So we oh, got good. the bin. We got the benefit of, I, 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 I'm not certain, I haven't an opinion on the Shane Ryan one, but I have an opinion on the Stephen O'Brien one. No, it wasn't a free. And just, uh, I just done that then. You've produced so many great fellas in the past, like Cliff, young Clifford. Uh, he's a joy to watch, Pat. And like, that's why I was asking that question in terms of uh, playing, the, so play, play, playing the game the way it should be played. Your left and right feet, your kicking, uh, passing, your reading, your physical strength, that being able to take the challenges. Look, I mean, I, he was a joy to watch, Pat. I like it. I mean, at the... Okay, greatest player of all time. Look, it's it's early days and it's very subjective, but he's whenever whenever he finishes, he'll be up there. He is just magic. He is unstoppable. I mean, last week and he was on one of the best man markers in the business and Chrissy McKeg and scored nine points. Ah, he was just magic. Okay, the fear is the fear is that if he had a bad day, would Kevin yes. be in trouble? But you know what? Like as sometimes, like I know we're 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 very much into saying it's all about the sport and it's all about the team, but 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 David Clifford is is our 
Ronaldo. He's our Messi. He's our Mbappe. He's the greatest Gaelic footballer in the planet at the moment. And like I said, I got we should marvel and just ah the sheer joy and the beauty and the skill. And yet, like I said, you know, when I was listening to, you know, we decided that a we didn't tell a bother or us televising live the, their game against Louth, and we decided. When they were playing against Tyrone, Asher will put the greatest player of all time behind the paywall. That's oh. for another day, Pat. We're not confident yeah. that one. Yes, we're not confident. How, yet. How, oh no! How past do you think Clifford would have fitted into the team that you played on back in the day? Uh, geniuses will fit into any team because geniuses are players who can read and adapt to any situation. And uh, funny enough, uh, I was doing that, an interview with Dennis Walsh of the Irish Times last week, and he was he was doing an interview on, on centre fielders. And you know, we've seen Kerry have always produced great centre fielders, the likes of um, you know, Jack Faye yeah. and, and Paddy Kennedy and Airplane O'Shea and Mick O'Connor and whatever like that. But I was making the point that two things about it. First of all, I played centre field not alone did I play in the forwards with Mick O'Dwyer against Sly going to challenge game one day. I played centre field for Kerry with Mick O'Connell. We played meat in the challenge game. But when I was talking about Mick O'Connell and Mick was coming to the end, but Mick was a genius. Ah, oh, heads up football, intelligent, great reader, kicking left and right, could put a, a, pa- a kick pass into, into your hand. Mick O'Connell would have fitted in to any team because he was mm-hmm. such a genius. David Clifford would have fitted into our team, would have been a genius, would probably have been the best player on our team, but we won't, we'll argue that number. Oh, stand back, sit back, and admire because we're watching a genius in action. Oh, I think there's no one. There's no great. Not alone that, but just a good guy. A, you know, no different than the Dublin players. And I always say this about the Dublin players. The Dublin players of that six in a row team, outside of the fact that they were brilliant players, they were also brilliant individuals, brilliant role models. And David Clifford is just a brilliant individual a very well grounded lad and what a brilliant role model we're so lucky to have him in the GA at the moment there's no question about that I think um, we're going to talk hurling in the second part Tomas uh, but before before we go to that second part just a quick word about the hurling final obviously there's a big game coming up with the weekend and I'm sure you're looking forward to it and it's a case of here we go again if you like yeah it's a case of here we go again Michael look and look I suppose the championship that began in April of this year there's now but a finish on the July the 23rd you know so it's it's a very compacted season but I think we've we've got the two best teams there um, I'm glad maybe during the week there I was reading some comments that there is going to be a review of the hurling season maybe extending it out further which I think is good I think the GA go side of things has to be a review as well uh, in terms of where there's at I'm not happy with the answers that I've got and uh, maybe that's for another day but let's 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 talk about this weekend because um, last year 2022 was Kilkenny and Limerick and the score was Limerick 131 to Kilkenny 226 it was the joint highest scoring final in history after the 2021 final and that was Limerick involved as well yeah now you ask, you have to ask yourself Michael are Limerick better than last year and you have to ask yourself then about Kilkenny I think Kilkenny improved Burger from where they were last year because there was only two points in the game. Everybody's giving Limerick the greatest of chances that it w- they won't be. They'll, they'll win their four in a row. Um, and but there's something about Kilkenny, Michael, and we can talk a bit further on this in the second half. But you know, you've watched them. I've watched them. I've played against them. You are guaranteed that they will turn up. 
They are big day performers and they love the underdog tag. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating one. As you said, we're going to talk more about it. But uh, right now we're going to take a short break here on the game on Sunday. If you want to join us for part two, there is a subscription fee. It's just four euro a month and you can get the details on how to join at www.thegameonsunday.com Hope that you'll be able to join us when we'll be getting more of Tomás's predictions on the Harding final every week and also his thoughts by the way on the weekend's All-Ireland Camogie semi-finals. Talk to you then. Hello there, everyone. Uh, you're welcome to part two of this week's Game on Sunday podcast. Michael Lester here, and I'm still joined here by Pat Spillane and Tomás Volcahy. We've been talking about football for much of the first half of the podcast, but obviously the big game at the weekend coming up, the All-Ireland Harding final, Limerick against Kilkenny, and what a match, Tomás. This promises to be uh, two points between them last year, and uh, I suspect it's not going to be too much different this year. No, I don't think so, Michael. It's 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 oh, it's such a game to look forward to. And I, I mentioned just before the break in terms of the highest scoring final of all time, joint highest scoring final to the twenty twenty one and one. You had twenty five different scorers last year, Michael. You had fifteen from Kilkenny, you had ten from Limerick. You know the the Kilkenny score of two twenty six was the highest of a losing team in an All Ireland final as well. So I'd be very impressed by Kilkenny this year, even though. The first part, first part of the, of the championship, we looked at the provincial series. We look at the Munster championship, and you're saying, yeah, it's tough on the Munster teams. It's very, very hard the competitive games. While the guys in Leinster maybe can sit back, they can pick and choose when when they need to perform, and then get the balance right. But I think something about Kilkenny this year that had alluded to in terms of the football side, it's the strength and depth that this Kilkenny team must have as well, because like. They've been able to introduce subs when it mattered most, when the games were in the balance. Like so Walter Walsh, Richie Hogan, Audrey Walsh, Killian Buckley. I mean, they have a bucket of all Ireland medals between them. Yeah. Buckets of all Ireland medals between them. And when you have that strength and depth, pushing the younger guys, and then with 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes to go, you're at to produce mm-hmm. these guys. They've made a massive, massive difference for Kenny this year. And... Um, I think it's, it's 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 intriguing. It's going to be a, 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 an incredible game, I'm, and the physical strength of both these teams in terms of their their physical status. Uh, Pat mentioned about the, the Galway match, um, uh, particularly the second half. When the, w- I didn't think Limerick were brilliant in here, to be honest with you, I think they were put to pillar the collar on a good few occasions, but they dug deep and they got the results. Did I fancy them as all Ireland winners? I did from an early stage, but I had doubts and I had serious doubts against Galway in that first half. And I said maybe their time is up. But what they produced, Michael, in the second half was 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 incredible to see. And we're talking about maybe thirty minutes of the greatest performance by a second hand team for me, to be honest with you. They just overpowered and blew Galway away that they had no answer. So if you bring those two credentials together for Sunday we're going to be in for some cliffhanger of a game. Is that, that that performance they're giving us Galway in that second half that you said, is that down, I mean, obviously you have to have a good team to begin with, uh, but is that down to pure experience, a learning curve like that they've had over the last, whatever it is now, four or five years? Because as you said, Galway just were, were, were faded out of the game in the second half. 
Yeah, and and that's the experience, uh, and that's the experience of all good teams, right? There, there was never panic there, Michael. Even though they went six points behind after twenty five minutes, could have went nine points behind with 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 the goal and clearance, but there was no panic, no panic, and they have been slow starters this year. They've been they've been slow to find their rhythm. They've been slow to find what the opposition is trying to do to dismantle that half back line to get inside ball into side that full forward line. They've been slow to adapt to it. But once they've got into their groove and the rhythm is flowing and the, the off-the-shoulder pass are taking the hits and they get their half-back line in motion again. And the likes of Dermot Burns, Kyle Hayes, Declan Hannon, if he's playing, you know, I mean, these, these guys have delivered on the biggest stage. And you would expect that's going to happen again on Sunday. A word about Kilkenny because when when the Brian Cody era came to an end, we, we said to ourselves, you know, well, that's that done and, and made what a brilliant era it was for Jeepers, what, 20 years nearly, kind of, you know. Um, but in actual fact, Kilkenny have not gone away. And I think a lot of credit has to, has to go here to the current management set up in Kilkenny, who've just kind of kept pressing on, if you like. They have, but Michael, what they have given and what the, what 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 has happened in Kilkenny even during their successful periods is that they always introduced new, new blood. They always yeah. gave the younger the younger guys a chance, right? And I, I mentioned a lot about the experienced guys there, the guys that can come off the bench. But it's the starting fifteen when you look at and okay, we we seen maybe the save of the century by Owen Murphy and he's been there a long a long while. But there's a guy called Mikey Butler. Now, to look at Mikey Butler, I'm saying, Jesus, I, I'd be happy enough marking him now all day long. I think I could take him to the cleaners. I think I could do damage against him. But this man has been a revelation. He's been a revelation in defence, but he's also been a revelation going up the field. And I mentioned before, uh, in, in, in that game against um, Galway, like a cornerback going up the field, and you'd be saying he'd be happy enough to tap the ball over the bar when he got his opportunity and, and head back down into defence again. Well, Mikey Buckler saw something different. He saw the left corner of the goal on the ground and bur- and buried it into the back of the net. And that's something Kilkenny have always done over te- over teams is when the goal scoring chance arrives, they are going to take it. And you have Mikey Buckler, you have Billy Ryan, you have Adrian Mullen in the middle of the park, and and them and the man that is standing up. You know, we thought Cody was gone, but there's another guy. There's another Cody there, an own Cody. Yeah, man has been yeah. a revelation. The man has been a revelation. 22 years of age. What he's doing? I mean, we, we, we mentioned about Clifford. This guy is coming to the forefront to be another star in the names of a DJ, Shefflin, and Eddie Brennan, and, and, and the elder statesman, TJ Reid. And TJ Reid now might not be the central figure that we saw in the last four or five years for Kilkenny as being the go-to man, a centre-forward or, or full-forward. He might be in that capacity to do that, that anymore. But his play the last day was just incredible. See him back in defence, Michael, when the match is melting pot against Clare. And there's TJ Reid back in the full forward, or back in his full back line, picking ball, clearing his lines. And it mightn't be the old TJ Reid that we've seen, but his contribution to the team is the most important thing. It isn't about him, the individual. It's about the team performance. And that's absolutely fantastic to see. Uh, it is indeed. Uh, just looking at the, 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 the two... Lineups, Tomas. Where do you think the big matchups are going to be? Well, I, I've been I've been saying all year for somebody to beat Limerick, they've got to get at that half back line. They've got to get at Emmer Barnes. They've got to get at Kyle Hayes. And if it's Declan Hannon at centre back, 
They gotta get at these guys. They gotta get a gap between that half back line and the Limerick full back line because I think that's where the opportunity can be. That's where goals can be scored. Kilkenny got two last year. They're scoring a lot of goals this year. They've got to actually upset that half back line. They're the dominant force driving forward. Kyle Hayes, Damer Burns putting ball over the bar from 60, 70 yards, taking up, running off the shoulder, taking passes. And their inside ball that they're giving to Galan inside from halfback is 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 ex, ex, it is exceptional, Michael, to see when Burns get a ball in his hands, you can see Galan has made his run. He knows where it's going to be popped at. He knows the delivery is going to be long. It's one bounce down into his hand. That has to be stopped. And I think if that's the Kilkenny game plan and they can do that, I think they could upset Limerick. And again, going back to last year, as we, we mentioned already, th- there wasn't really much in it. Okay, Limerick won the game and, and they, they put this notch, if you like, uh, on the board. But uh, having said that, you know, it, it could have gone either way last year. It, it could have gone either way, Michael. And I played, I lost one and five skinny, you know, when you thought uh-huh. times, you, 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 when I thought, when I thought at times we had dead and buried. But there is something about the cats. The hurdling history, the tradition that's there, whether they're a good team or a bad team, you know they will never, ever give up. And there were times this year, maybe they weren't playing really, really well. They were out of games, but they found a way. And if they're still in the game, 15, 20 minutes to go on the second half, which 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 will happen in most games of hurling, I, I, I think you can have a great chance. They have a great chance of upsetting Limerick. But at the end of the day, if Limerick decides we've saved ourselves for the best day they could overpower Kilkenny completely because I think just just this mentality now they have a, they have a chance of creating their own bit of history to win four Ireland finals in a row would be a fantastic achievement do exactly what Kilkenny did in the past what Cork did yeah. many 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 years ago and to put themselves up on a pedestal like that, that that's, that's the goal that's driving these guys and driving these players to create their own bit of history and they're 70 minutes from doing so so look uh, it's it's going to be an intriguing contest, Michael, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Aren't we all? There's a couple of other games tomorrow on at the weekend that we're also looking forward to. This is in the Camogie, two All-Ireland uh, semi-finals. And uh, just briefly to look with them, your own county obviously involved in one of those against Galway. Yes, yeah, and doubleheader, Michael, in Northern Park on Saturday. So, yeah, uh, I, I, they would expect the Association, I presume, would they be expecting a, a big crowd there with with, 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 with both matches, Tipperary versus Waterford, Galway versus Cork, yeah. Um, Cork were impressive, uh, I must say, in, in knocking out the Ireland champions, Kilkenny the last day. Yeah. So, um, and maybe felt, maybe hard done by a couple of referees' decision in the end that they didn't push the game out further and maybe won more comfortably. But um, I, I'd expect maybe Galway, or Galway to come, all guns blazing, obviously. And um, But I think there's something within this Cork team. It's I think there's that. That might see him through to an Ireland fine, definitely, Michael. Yeah, well, that's going to be a, that's going to be a cracking match, obviously, as the other one is as well, because we're talking about two monster neighbours down that neck of the woods down there. Um, it had it, I suppose, to most handy enough in their their quarterfinal uh, against Antrim, uh, and were clear winners in that. But then Tip Tip in the Kamoki, they haven't won very much over the last what is it now, 13, 14 years. 14, 14 years, yeah, Michael. Yeah. yeah, and look, yeah, the opposition against Antrim, look, they, they cakewalked, they, they won very, very handy. Was was that a test for them to go in against uh, Waterford? Probably not, right? But still, 
I still think they're, they're they're growing something very strong in that Tipperary Camogie um, team. To be honest with you, there's some very very good hurlers there. So I'm 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 going for an all Munster All Ireland final Tipperary versus Cork. Well, let's see what uh, how that works out. Just more said there. That's a double header in Nolan Park, and that's on on Saturday. Uh, just uh, lad, back to the football again for the moment. Um, because I want to touch, Pat, on a couple of other things. The Talton Cup final, of course, was also on at the weekend, apart from the All-Ireland semi-finals. Uh, win for me, our old mate, Colin yep. O'Rourke, obviously, the Mead manager, beating down, obviously, in that Talton Cup. And, do you know, I mean, Colin's team that he played on were winning were winning Leicester titles and were winning All-Irelands and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Mead, obviously, has gone back a little bit. But this was a big win for them. And, uh, and and obviously he felt delighted about it afterwards, as he should do. Yeah. And just a couple of things, Michael, just briefly, and I don't know, on hurling. I mean, no different than what we've just experienced in football. Uh, we're seeing one of the great teams of all time in hurling with Limerick. We saw we with one of the greatest teams of all time with Dublin. And like, the one thing, what I, what I, I'm in awe of with Limerick. I mean, you must remember, they're amateur players. And, sure. And, People talk about the difficulty of winning All-Ireland titles back-to-back. Like, Dublin putting six All-Ireland titles in a row, Limerick put it going for four in a row. Like, it's amazing because in professional sport, the more you win, the more you get rewarded. In amateur sport, to sustain that commitment, to sustain that effort for three, four years, year after year after year, is is unbelievable. At the end of the day, there's a holiday and a medal. So, like, yeah. I just I look yeah, at the Limerick team. Their strength and conditioning, which is not something that happens overnight. These lads are, even though they're amateurs, they're they're full time professional athletes. So, like, I'm in awe of Limerick. I was in awe of Dublin and football, and we're privileged in hurling to see one of the great teams of all time. And getting back briefly to the football, yeah, meet he and uh, me, um, our our good friend, our old friend, Colin Rook is is now starting to build a new team in me. They're, okay, they're starting from from low uh, a low starting point, but he's introduced a lot of young players. There was a lot to impress me, that impressed me in last week's game, particularly in the second half. And they have some really good young players. Connor Gray at midfield, Jack Flynn doing forward, Jack O'Connor. Um, they're serious, serious potential. And I texted... Uh, Colm on Sunday night to congratulate him. He texted me back on Monday morning. He said, and there's a lot of them, a lot more to come out of this team. And so uh, they're trending in the right direction now. And the- did he get any text? Did he get any text from Don Love on the past? I-, I couldn't tell you, but do you know what? Some of the point scoring, <laughs> some of the yeah, some of the play, yeah, it, some of the play in the second half was, was 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 very good. Some of the point scoring was very good. Look, I don't agree. I don't agree. Uh, that a team from Division Two should be playing in Talton Cup. Let's be honest here; they shouldn't be in the in Talton Cup. But it's a great competition, and you're right. I mean, Don Logue uh, disrespected that competition, disrespected forty to fifty percent of his members by making jokes about the Talton Cup. It's an excellent competition. The players, the supporters, the management have embraced it, and it is a great opportunity for teams to qualify. Meet are now qualified into the last twelve for next year's All Ireland Championship. And while we're on. You know the football. You know there was the the curtain raiser to the Kerry Jerry game on Sunday was the was the all yeah, the football yeah. final between Kilkenny and 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 New York and New York won it. And bear in mind that the New York team that's allowed playing it are all New York foreign players, so yeah. no imports, no outside. So it just points to the fact the huge work 
that's being done at underage level in coaching youngsters in, 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 in New York. Indeed, outside of Ireland, there's huge work being done coaching Gaelic football and hurling outside of Ireland to non-natives. So it was great. You heard Frank Sinatra being played over the airwaves. And, uh, <laughs> Did you join that, that? Now, that Did was a that? So I know a lot Enjoyed. of people. It was very enjoyable. But look, it, it's brilliant. It's a reward for hard work. Even though, look, if right is right, Kilkenny, if they're re- if we're going to talk about respect for hurling and for football for our two codes, Kilkenny should have a team in the Division 4 uh, National Football League. That's the only way they're going to improve football. So they're neglecting football in Kilkenny, but that's another day's work. And finally, you know, the split season, lads, you can't beat the split season. Would you believe it or not? After this week, after this Saturday night, the, the two Kerry Hurling semi-finals have been played this Saturday night and there's one game left in the Kerry Senior Hurling Championship after this weekend. Split season, my ass. <laughs> that's for another day, Patty. No, yeah. boy. Relax. So that's for another day. Just just to go back briefly to the Talshire Cup where we were talking about Colin O'Rourke uh, and uh, and Meade's win, obviously. And that I, one thing that I was struck about, lads, was um, last weekend, uh, in his column in the Sunday Independent, Joe Brodie was taken to, to to Latin in his enthusiasm for the whole thing. No, he was partly quoting Colin O'Rourke, uh, who who began the the quote by saying, uh, "I don't know how your Latin is, lads, but uh, but mine mine wouldn't be great." No, I have to say, but he begins by saying, uh, "Nunc es bibendum," which apparently is now is the time for drinking. Said O'Rourke, "You we know Pat Colin very very well." He was never a great drinker now, as far as I remember. <laughs> not really, no. No, no, he wouldn't be. Joe would be only slightly better, but no. But I suppose that's that's no great boast at all. But look, Michael, I think you said it as well. I, I, I had a choice in, in secondary school in St. Brendan's College, Killarney. I had a choice of languages, French or Latin. If I choose Latin, I thought it was a sort of going to be a, a coming language. So I, I did... I did Latin as well, Pat. Yeah. I did Latin and I scolegied on I did Latin as well for my leave start as well, yeah. And I did five years of it, but the one word I'll always use in, when in terms of sport was Veni, Vidi, Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Well, the only, the only bit of Latin that I remember... Uh, from from spending three years in St. Jared's College in Chewham, uh, I was going to say learning Latin, doing Latin, was the only thing I can remember is a, a moa massa mat, and it oh, gets yes. much further after that. Um, <laughs> a moa massa mat, all right, I remember that. But, yeah, but I, 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 leave you, I leave you with one, um, again, I'm quoting Brawley here in his many quotes yeah. Latin on this week's column, and that, now, forgive anybody who's got... Uh, who's got a knowledge of Latin out there, please forgive me because I'm, I'll be doing my best with this thing. But uh, the the quote Brody gives is, Aliquid ultra-trudeness est godum in eternum. Have you any idea what that means? No. 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 Well, quite simply, it means, apparently, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. Lovely. On that note, we've found that note, Mike. What I was, I was just going to say, with all due respects to you, lads, we're not dealing with things of beauties here, so we will definitely leave it at that. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on the podcast this week. I've enjoyed the chat with the lads, as usual, and we look forward to a great weekend again, of course, in Gaelic Game. Thank you. Goodbye.